I look, hazing's bad, kids. But Cody <laughs> Bellinger is definitely bad. But you're getting but your fucking ass Cody hazed, Bellinger, Cody. if he came Dude. to Houston. And that's not that's just from the guys. This fan base. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lima, Apollo Dez. Producer Josh here with you. We're at Apollo HQ today. I hope everyone uh, does. Josh, I hope you guys had a nice Thanksgiving. We're recording this on November 30th. Tomorrow is Thursday, December 1st. The stove is starting to heat up for the Houston Astros. They just officially introduced Jose Abreu as their new first baseman. Jeff Bagwell in the mix. Jim Crane had some things to say. Uh, There's a couple of names that we're going to discuss. Wilson Contreras being one of them. I saw a report that uh, Andrew Benintendi might be a name that they're going to approach. So, uh, you know, let's get right into it. Jose Abreu now with the Houston Astros. How are we feeling? First of all, how are we feeling, guys? Josh, how are we feeling? You all right? You okay? I know you were slanging merch. We just dropped the uh, the gold letter shirts, the H-Town versus everyone. We did. Buy it. And we're uh, shipping those out personally. Personally. Yes. Yeah, with yes. love. With love and care. Working her ass off. Yeah. Shipping them out. But uh, yeah, no, feeling good. Yeah, Des. Des, you okay? You doing all right? You I mean, seem I'm, angry. I'm, Why no, are you? He seems giddy. angry, doesn't he? I'm just right? giddy. No. Why? What are you giddy it's about? It's Christmas time. It's... I'm still off a championship high. Your like Longhorns just barely got past Baylor. You Bro, know, we're, you're feeling we're good, huh? Five. We're about to be nine and five. Texas is back. <laughs> Texas is number two in the country yeah. in men's basketball. U of H. Yeah, Kelvin Sampson. One. They just beat down All Norfolk Rose State last night. Final four. Here in Houston. Here in Houston. Life's good, man. I can't wait till we get our other podcasts up and running so we can talk stuff yeah, like that. It's all entertainment. It's all it's, entertainment. Uh, that's a yeah. teaser, by the way. That it's going to be beyond the don't know yet. If you have a good name for our next podcast, let us know. Drop in the comments. Yeah. But um, speaking about this podcast, I love in sports when owners and teams know there's blood in the water. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening right now in Major League Baseball. And it should scare everyone outside of these Houston city limits. Because right now you have an owner that is gung-ho on spending money. You have a team that is built for a championship, a new championship window for another four or five years and a lot of fucking confidence behind that. And you have a manager who's able to take the analytics and explain it to his players and have this players and explain it to the analytics leading the ship. And you, at the end of the day, have this cornucopia of just fuck you to the entire league. And... Uh, it makes me very happy. So I'm not upset. I'm just yeah. very, I, very happy right yeah. now. Yeah, and I think the craziest part is like they very way very uh well may lose Justin Verlander. Yeah, and to like the Dodgers or Yankees or Mets or somebody. It doesn't and affect them. Not at all. And you that's know, like respect to that's Justin Verlander. And- the utmost respect to the future Hall of Famer <laughs> and everything he's done for this city, for this team, and this organization. And he could come back. Right. Literally, I think I think Crane is playing it the right way where he's like, and we said it offline, but, and, and I'll say it on here, like I've never seen an owner and a player have this kind of connection in like sports. Right. And so he's saying, hey, go out there, shop, shop around, find your deals, and then come back to me with a number. If it works, it works. You know, you'll be an Asha. We'll go over the, the threshold. And I think that's the only reason we'll do that if, if Crane like really wants Verlander back. But if not, thank you for everything you did here. Your two Cy Youngs, your two rings. Like, right. go get the bag. Yeah. 
and you and I are both on the same page. I'm sure Josh as well. Like we're always in, in, in on the page of go get the bag when you're an athlete. Go get as much money as you can. You have but, a small window to maximize what you're doing and, at the top one percent of the world. But if you're the Houston Astros, and we've said this before here on Beyond the Diamond, like forty over forty mil a year, probably not going to do that. Jim Crane's not going to do that. Um, I would say probably around like thirty three to thirty five, maybe. But if you're Justin Verlander, it's like we talked about before we went on, uh, before we came on uh, to the podcast. If you're Justin Verlander, like you're out, you visited with the Dodgers. I'm sure you're going to visit with the Mets. I'm sure you've had talks with uh, with the Yankees. Um, I don't know any other team. Maybe the Giants. They've Braves, got money. The Braves, maybe. Maybe, right? So you see all these other teams. You know what you're going to get here in Houston. You know you'd be the ace. But then again, like at some point, you just saw the Astros bring in Jose Abreu. There's a lot of rumors about Wilson Contreras. The Astros are going to meet with him at the winter meetings, which are next week, to play left field and DH. So that means that Maldi's still going to be the catcher. You have familiarity with Martin Maldonado if you're Justin Verlander. And Wilson Contreras, if he's your left fielder slash DH, switching off with Jordan Alvarez, he's your seven-hole hitter. Well, you can all, and so, he can also catch. You know, right, and he can catch. And, like and if Mar- Martin Maldonado has a year left on his contract, let's say he retires or, or somehow comes into the being a being a coach, because I think eventually he's going to be a manager. Like he's too smart of a baseball guy to not be a manager somewhere down the road. But like if you're Justin Verlander, you see that lineup. Jose Abreu hits six in this lineup. Wilson Contreras would be your seven hole. Like at some point, you're like reconsidering. You want to come back. Do you want to keep winning? Because. You want to win. You want to get to 300 wins if you're just winning. So it would make sense if you go to the Dodgers. The NL West is not as strong, and the Dodgers kick everybody's ass in that division. But look what the Padres did this past season. They're going to be everyone's back. They're getting Fernando Tatis Jr. back. I don't know what that does for that team. Honestly, they did fine without him. But then again, uh, the Dodgers are losing probably Trey Turner. They're going to lose Justin Turner. They're going to lose Cody Bellinger. Say whatever you want want about Cody Bellinger, but they're losing him out of that lineup. So the Dodgers might not be that good when it comes to their offensive lineup. Pitching, dude, they'll be stacked, of course, like they always are. So then again, it's like, why would you not want to come back? And if it's money, okay, I get it. But some part of him has to be like, damn, dude, this lineup. And then, like we said, with the shift going away, you're going to want to be on a team that's got the best offensive lineup if you are a pitcher. Yeah. So it just makes you think, and it just brings up so many different discussion points. I think I think a thing is this. I think Justin's at 244 career wins, so that puts him at 66 away from 300. Yeah, so you need... He'll need like a three-year deal. He's not going to win. Three, 30. four more seasons of at least 15 wins to get yeah. there, right? So... Could could he get there? He can get there anywhere. Like, so that, that space that you guys were on this past week on yeah, Twitter... Yeah, Twitter space, yeah. Uh, Chandler Rowe dropped in, and he, he made a good point, like... The, the the Mets make sense because of Cohen spending money. But Scherzer and JB right. have never really seen eye to eye. That relationship's not very good. Then we t- then he talked about the Yankees and Cole. Cole and JV obviously have, you know, they, they live that Lux life and they're they're two peas in a pod there, so that makes sense. But the Dodgers being out on the West Coast, family out there, um, like if I'm gonna collect the bag, why would I not wanna be like yeah. just chill out in, on the beach? But right. Um, from the baseball standpoint, you can run it back here uh, in Houston with this potent lineup that they're they're rebuilding. But from the other side of things, the Astros have really managed 
letting superstars walk and and keep the thing going. Like that's not like a hot take. They've let Keiko go. They've let you Charlie go. Just go They've down let the list. Correa go. Right. They let Springer go. They let Cole go. Like you had Verlander as one as you as as like another one that leaves. But at the end of the day, you just thank you for everything you did here. Go get the bag. But two, it, it felt like down the stretch for Justin Verlander, and, and he may come back, but he said all the right things. He was a teammate, like like a different guy. We've talked about on this podcast. Like it just felt like this chapter closed for him here. Yeah. And that's fine. That happens. It's life. Like one one chapter will end, the next one starts. And having two Cy Youngs and two titles in this span and all these pennants and all the stuff that that go with that, like that's a pretty damn good chapter. Like yeah. uh, that's a Hall of Fame chapter in its own. And he's going to pitch at least three more years. Yeah. Four more years. It could even be five more years. And then a big thing like uh, his wife, Kate Upton, in the uh, post-game presser on the field after they won the World Series, she said one of the favorite things to do is watch him go out and be competitive, and she'll support him for as long as it's he not wants a, to it's pitch. It's not a Giselle thing. Yeah, I, that, that's what I was going to lead to. Like, it could be people are like probably seeing us talk about it. Like, why the hell are you talking about it? Well, case in point, Tom Brady and Giselle. Giselle at one point was like, oh, yeah, I lo- like on Man in the Arena. Did you watch Man in the yeah. Arena? She was on the on that damn documentary talking about how much she supports him through his career, but then all these other reports come out, and now they're getting a divorce because she didn't want him to play anymore. Yeah. Because she literally did not want him to play play the sport that he loves the most and he's the best at. So for a man to have your, your wife support you and want you to pitch and continue to play the game that you love so much and you, you've dedicated so much of your life to, that's got to be a big thing for him on the personal side of it, on the baseball side of things, you got to go to a contender. Like yeah. you, there's no if, ands or buts. Like you're not, I'm sorry. Yeah. He can go to the giants, get the bag, get the money, but are they going to be the best team to get him wins? Yeah. Probably not. So it's got to come down to giants. Again, Astros, I think will always be in the mix because of the Jim crane, uh, obviously him being the owner, but the relationship, but then you look at the Mets, like Mets are going to throw a lot of money. Steve Cohen has a shit ton of money and he likes spending it. Do they bring back DeGrom? If they don't bring back DeGrom, do you go get Justin Verlander? Then the relationship like Chandler Rome talked about between him and Max Scherzer. So it's all going to be, you know, I, I would expect that we're not going to see any decision made until after the new year. Like, yeah, probably it, late January, February. And it's right not before like pitchers the lockdown last year, right. right? Like where everything was in a, in a flurry before and then flurry after. Uh, the guys have the full offseason to do it. And uh, I think the big thing... And, and shifting back to the Astros and getting Jose Abreu, uh, they're not dicking around. Yeah, and they they know there's okay. This 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 is where we are lacking. Yes, we are coming off a a World Series win, but you also have to count the variables of like this was the probably the healthiest team in baseball. Like shout out to our strength and conditioning coaches. Shout out to our nutritionist. Shout out to the guys because uh, there were some bumps and bruises, but. Compared to other teams, there was nothing that was like, oh, shit. Um, Two, you're maximizing the window by going like, all right, we all know Yuli had a down year, had a great playoffs, but he's father times undefeated. What do we do? Let's go get the best bat available in free agency at first base and shore that up. Okay, catcher. Uh, Vaz is out. Molly's still there. Corey Lee and Yanni Diaz are, are probably a year away. They're gonna they're gonna fight for a roster spot. What do we do? Let's shore that up by getting or attacking a Wilson Contreras, possibly. Oh, by the way, 
He can play left field to give the big man a, a break. Oh, he can DH and maximize the lineup and extend the lineup. Oh, okay. Outfield, we probably need another left, left-handed bat. Okay, what are we gonna do? There's, there's, Brantley will be there. I, I yeah. truly think Brantley will be there, and he'll be at Houston Astro, but it's gonna be in March. Like we have to wait. Yeah, I think everyone. It's not like he's gonna sign because everyone has to make sure he can pass a physical one, but two that he's healthy, and I think he wants to be here, and I think it makes sense if his family in March is still going to school. You're not gonna uproot your kids right, right in the middle of the school year necessarily. Um, and I think we will pay for that, like pay for him to be here. But before that, let's go shore up another spot. Like there's the Astros could have very well just put their legs up and be like, I'm good. Like we just won the world series. Let's run it back. But for them to keep pressing and keep going, that just in today's age of sports where people are like trying to, to, to cut costs and, 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 you know, not pay people we're out there like let's go let's the windows there attack and yeah. i think it's refreshing as hell well that's that's that goes right into what jim crane does like what makes a good what makes a good owner of a sports team a good businessman right like i don't care what you whatever you want to say about jerry jones and you make the comparison between jerry jones and jim crane blah 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 especially with the general manager stuff jerry jones is the best marketer of all time oh yeah Look how valuable the Cowboys are year in and year out. Now, sometimes a product doesn't doesn't quite produce the results that you want on the field, but as far as a good owner, like that's Jerry Jones. Jim Crane, for a owner and never being satisfied, like they just signed Jose Abreu. They could have easily just been like, you know what, we're going to bring back Yuli Gurriel on a team-friendly deal. He's our first baseman. Yeah. No, they went and got Jose Abreu without a GM. Who's going to be more protected He's ever protected ever in his life. He's going to hit sixth. He's going to be able to one. He's a he's a great hitter in in itself, and and the stats back that up. But he's going to be able to bounce ideas and talk with yeah these Astro players that just you've got the Cuban connection, the international connection, and he's a really good our scouting department, our analytics, the feel of it, having Dusty like, and I think it speaks his, his OPS is for his career. I bet it's like is it like eight seventy five? Is it is it like nine twenty nine thirty? It's eight sixty. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty strong. What's his OPS that's plus? Very strong. Career OPS plus is one thirty four. That's just consistently. Yeah, and that's elite. being the guy in that lineup for nine years and not really dude. He protected this past season. He hit like forty something doubles. Like the power numbers were down. Okay, but the big thing is his walks too. Yeah, He's consistently. He gets walked. Like I, that's it, it, it. For me, it goes back to what has Jim Crane done to make you not trust him as an owner? Where's the outs in this lineup? Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, <laughs> Kyle Tucker, Jose Abreu. Chaz will probably be your center fielder, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have the if you add a Nemo, you add a even if, Cindy, you add even a, if you even if you bring back Michael Brantley. Yeah. Think about that. Brantley's if you get a bat in seventh, if you get a healthy Michael Brantley, he is one of the most consistent hitters in the big leagues. He's gonna hit three hundred, and especially, especially without with the no shift, sh- without the, the shift, shift, he's gonna hit like three seventy five, and he's gonna hit seven hole if he or healthy. And you bring him back, it, or if back. you go get any of the names that you net, Nimmo, Benintendi, Wilson Contreras, those guys are most likely gonna be your seven hole hitter. Let's do this: Altuve, Pena, Jordan, Breggs, Tucker, Abreu. 
Say they get Brantley. Jesus, man. Brantley's your seven hole. Yeah, as your DH slash left fielder. Your eight hole is Chas McCormick, who hits the shit out of the baseball, who has great numbers. Like, yes, and I think his spot. You remember this year, this past season, like you had the Jake Myers thing coming back. You had Chaz. Like everyone was like, oh, who should be the center fielder? I think he's done enough yeah. to be like he's your center fielder he is your opening day center fielder so he's, he's gonna that. he'll get the majority of the reps so that'll be good for him knowing like oh i'm not you know i'm, I'm off today or i'm not in the lineup today he's gonna be the guy yeah. in center field so that should help him too and he gets the shit out of the baseball and number nine let's just i mean obviously he's not gonna be bad night but wilson Contreras. right you literally have the all-star lineup as your everyday lineup and and you have a staff that Christian Javier goes from your six man <laughs> to your potential two or three. To arguably your two to, to your number two arm. Yeah. Who I think I think Javier has the nastiest stuff on the team. Yeah. Let's slot him in right behind Lance as, as your number three. And you're putting Hunter Brown in the sixth spot as an eat up a ton of innings. I mean, that's... like this is a team that you make when you're like 15 years old, 14 years old, playing slugfest or it will be the show like mvp and you baseball just, like, and you're you're just grabbing all these top free agents and you're putting them all on a team yeah. that is the houston astros yeah and it's it's fucking fun yeah like, like every team is every you, you go to yankee twitter you go to dodgers twitter you go to boston red sox Twitter, you go to any other team's twitter right now and they are begging oh yeah their front office to make a move well, look, like not even a move for a free agent like a sox move for like their players to stay there. The Red Sox wanted, they were trying to go get Jose Abreu. That was their top target. And they're letting Xander walk. So that's my whole thing I go back to. What's it. the point of fuck you money if you don't say fuck you? What, What's the point? What has Jim Crane done that has made you not trust him as an owner? He's caught a lot of flack because of the situation with James Click. Yeah. And the talk still, I still see it. I saw it this morning. What has Jim Crane done as an owner that makes you question him? Nothing. And it's even more than just baseball moves. Like, look what he does when the Astros win the World Series. He buys literally everybody in the organization from top to bottom a World Series ring. A legitimate World Series ring. The people at the stadium are going to get a World Series ring because Jim Crane is going to buy it for, him, for hey, them. Jim, if you want to send us some over here. You wanna, airline miles. Some airline miles. You know. And then look at what he did for the minor leaguers. One of the first teams in Major League Baseball to give all of their minor leaguers housing. Jim Crane did that. What would you give like, both of y'all? What would you give the grade on the Abreu signing? Oh, man. I mean, it's no less than a B plus. Yeah, B plus, B minus. I think, I, I think I'm going to argue... I, Yeah. I said I thought it was going to be between 18 and 20. What do you get? 19 and a half? Yeah, 19 and a half. I, I thought do think be, going it down to 19 and a half, that extra 1.5 you save is pretty pretty sharp. Um I'd say a B plus. I, I would say a solid I would say a solid B because that third year and just time, like but obviously like when this contract's up, he's younger than what Yuli is right now. Right. Right. And and I do think I think it's a bit and this is just speculating here, but I do think there's a respect to Yuli Guriel 
by getting Jose Abreu to, yes. to, to follow him. That's exact. I was literally just about to say that because it's more than just having him in the lineup. Yeah, the connection with the international guys, the Cuban connection, the respect of Yuli Gurriel, it's beyond just having a big bat in your lineup. Yeah, a little mercy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're getting a guy in Jose Abreu, and I and I think I think Din tweeted it. I'll, I'll try to find the tweet, but like the community outreach that Jose Abreu's done for the last nine seasons in Chicago. Yeah. Is, is second to none. Like he That's, fits in great. Here's a he, great clubhouse guy. Um, he he knows all the Astros. Like obviously the Cuban connection, but like he um. Uh, what did he do a couple of years ago? He sent all the guys breakfast. Yeah. Like all, all, all the Astros guys, yeah. players, the a Cuban, Cuban Astros, breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, like just stuff like, like that. that. And so. we saw that with Hector Neris, right? And it's, oh, fuck the Astros, or just seem bad. These guys don't care. Yeah. These these players that come in, they don't care. Hector Neris took out literally, at spring training, every Latin pitcher yeah. in the organization to dinner. They traded. Who does that? They traded. That's good humans. They traded and got Christian Vasquez. The first person to pick him up was Martin Maldonado <laughs> to take him to breakfast. Yeah, a guy that could have potentially taken his spot. He picked him up and said, "Let's go to breakfast." Yeah, like this clubhouse. Like people don't understand it. Like people from the outside, they fucking Orange, what's that? If they win, right. They, they they the people hate the Astros. They will always hate the Astros because of everything that's happened. But, like, this clubhouse, I'm telling you, man, it's like we said a thousand times, like, the October experience and the way that these guys come together and the team chemistry and the brotherhood inside of that clubhouse, it is literally second to none. I don't know that you can find it anywhere else. And I, and I think that everyone realizes that there, there's this opportunity here to cement Hall of Fame resumes. Yeah. Because you throw seventeen out the window if you want. You if they get one or two more <laughs> on top of this with <laughs> all the pennants uh. and all the numbers and stuff, like you have Alex Bregman who's who's played and all he's ever known is ALCSs. Like oh, bare minimum is AL, he's playing yep. for an ALCS every year. He's got two titles. He he has the stats with the longevity what we project his career to be. If he gets one or two more, that's a four time World Series champion. Or a three-time World Series champion with all that stats, you can't say shit. No, you give you give Framber Valdez another one and keep his stats rolling. You get all these guys, Jose Altuve, obviously. Like you get all these guys, put, more titles. You put Lance McCullers in that same conversation. Yeah, you keep you keep stacking titles. If Lance McCullers stays healthy, and we see what he does with the rotation, and then get him another World Series title, all you at like, the at the end of your career, all you got to do is stack numbers behind that. You have the rings. Right. So it, I think it's cool because everyone understands what's there in front of them in this window, and and we, we can end it. But I want to get y'all's y'all's opinion on these names, on obviously the the smoke on Wilson Contreras. We talked about that, but you have Nimmo, Conforto, Benetendi, Belly, Brantley, Yuli, and Alfaro. This is from Michael Schwab. All these are list of free agent names that the Astros are tied to. Um, a lot of those left-handed outfielders, they swing it, you know, pretty good from the left side. Um, 
I like what are, what are thoughts? I like Benintendi and I like Nimmo. So Nimmo has the qualifying offer attached to him, correct? Yes. What is it? It is. I think it's a, we give up a second year pick. Or oh, second round right. picks, excuse me. Yeah, it's a second round pick. Okay, but what so happens if we get two guys? Because Contreras has a qualifying offer on him. What happens yeah, when you get two guys with a qualifying so offer? Multiple picks. I think they structure it differently. But okay. yeah, you give up multiple picks. Okay, so maybe not him. Uh, I like if I were to choose a player that has a qualifying offer attached to him, it would be Wilson Contreras over yes. Nemo. Yeah. Oh, break, yeah. Let me break down. Uh, I yes. I pulled up uh, Wilson Contreras' career positions he's played nine games at first base one game at third base um 32 games at left field three games in right field 58 as a pin, uh, as a dh and then obviously 598 as a catcher yeah so he's played a little bit yeah and i'm gonna get the, we gotta get those rookie numbers up a bit yeah those are yeah, i mean small. he's played around but you know give him a full spring training where you well specifically who's on that. if your don can run for left field, look for for what for Wilson Contreras, and like this has got to, I'm, I'm, I'm sure this is in the discussion with him. Come to the Astros, play left field, DH. Martin Maldonado's got a year left on his contract. Then you're the catcher. You're the guy. Then you're the guy, and you're going to be on a winning team. And we're still, gonna, we'll still get you reps behind the plate. So we, we need. All right, <laughs> this is devil's advocate here. We need a first baseman utility guy because Diaz is gone. I don't think Hens has played first, does he? Do we know? No. In the minors? Played first in the minors. Um, so Abreu's played like 94% in his career games. He's he's durable. We know that. But he's need days days off. Who is your who's your backup? I mean, like I the the Yule utility role, I only see him playing first. Is is that worth the roster spot to to have Yuli at league minimum and, and he's your he's your guy to spell Abreu because the one name on this list that we're attached to that can play outfield and first base is Cody Bellinger. You'd want Cody Bellinger. I think Chandler Rome made a really good point the other day about if you brought in Cody Bellinger, he makes you more athletic. He makes you, he, 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 you have more youth. He can steal bags. Kyle Tucker. We're obviously going to be, he'll be a 30, 30 guy again. There's a lot of things with the Cody Bellinger thing. Where on this uh, this David Hensley played eighteen games at first base. So he's played it before. Oh, well, okay. There's a, a, a guy a, that you're gonna has have as a utility. He played guy. eighteen games in Sugarland this past year at first. Yeah, he and he was only there for like fifty something games. Yeah, he played first base eighteen games, second base twenty three games, third base twenty four games, DH left field shortstop. He played. Okay, so he can, he can literally okay. play anywhere. Thirty three games, so he he pretty he's much. A, between first base, second base, third base, and shortstop, he's gonna be a even. stud, dude. Yeah. I, I'm buying all the stock. Of yeah, David I'm, I like I like David Hensley. Um, the belly thing is interesting because on an Excel sheet on the <laughs> analytics side, it makes a fuck ton of sense because yeah. you can get them cheap. Oh yeah, like pennies it, it, on the you dollar. Know the Astros development stats—they might have like we have the answer to make him hit again. But do, yeah, we get do like, do we? In the sense, no, I think I, I think he's know. too far broken I, and gone. I think if they got him, well, apparently he's not. I, if they got him, then I would trust that they correct have an idea. Well, apparently, apparently he hasn't been healthy. Like his shoulder hasn't shoulder, been the same yeah, since yeah. whatever happened. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just get him and make him a hit righty. But I'm saying maybe the, <laughs> the analytic side, dude, on a computer it makes sense. But the human element emotion side, yeah, 
it's a, that's a hard well, sell. I mean, he's got to be. Well, he's got to be humble as fuck. Humble as fuck. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's with, with like the, the shit season, bro. He's dude, the shit seasons he's just had in the last two. Like he's that. Be, this game. What does baseball do? It humbles the fuck out of you. If he's not humbled after the shit two seasons he's had, and then he comes becomes an Astro, like come he's on, he's gonna have to carry the box of curveballs every day. <laughs> He's gonna have to be the snacks guy. Yeah, he's gonna. You're have wearing to the be, pink backpack uh, with I all mean, the snacks in it. I look hazing's bad, kids. But Cody <laughs> Bellinger is definitely bad. But you're getting but, your fucking ass hazed, Bellinger. If he came Dude. to Houston, and that's not that's just from the guys. This fan base. Oh yeah, is going to. But be, you know what though? You know what time. though? I if let's just say that Cody Bellinger signs here. I guarantee you, Cody Bellinger, like you just, you guys just said, he's gonna have to come in humbled. This he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to talk to the clubhouse, okay? And then I'm sure at some point, especially when we get him here on Beyond the Diamond, like he's gonna have to, be, he's gonna address the situation. Like you can't, you can't come to Houston and not address Barbara the elephant Walters, in the room, right? <laughs> no <laughs> shit, dude. We could do that type an of podcast exclusive. with him. Like we could yes. do, yeah, dude, we could do that with him. But like at some point, he's gonna address it. And then I guarantee you, this city will embrace him. Yeah. Well, especially if if, if Braggs embraces him, if he's like smiling and hugs Altuve. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's. I I think. God, could you imagine I, though? We're, we'd be in the in the funny timeline because I think Correa to LA is a definitely possibility. Yeah, like, they split this one. Like they that would that would just be so funny hey, and like the timeline of the it, multiverse. It's like a Stranger Things universe it's a, type it's thing, a multiverse dude. like it's, like, it's yeah, insane it's like strange isn't it crazy that we sit here today it tomorrow is december 1st that carlos gray is a thing of the past like think about it you know the meme with the kid dropping woody yeah that's houston dropping carlos, carlos Correa and like embracing jeremy pena yeah like it's crazy to think about that he's just a thing of the past and he's gonna go get money like someone's gonna pay him a lot of money red Sox. yeah red Sox will I'm still interested about Cody Bellinger now. It, it it makes I would I would if if I'm telling you if he gets here and we get him lucky enough to get him on the podcast, I'm asking him the I'm I'm going to ask him the hard questions. I'm like, dude, do you really think that Jose Altuve <laughs> stole the MVP from Aaron he'll Judge? Like, do you come, really he'll think never that? Come on the pod. He won't come on the pod. And we can't do we can't though we can't have him. There's we got footage of me and you being like, bro, when did we get? No, that'd be funny though. Like when we can play we it get... for him. We could. We should play it for him. Should yeah, because well, both of us are. Bro, when did we get Justin Turner or whatever it was? Like, uh, I just, I don't know. At the end of the day, the Astros are making moves to shore up positions that needed to be shored up in the grand scheme of things, and give them the maximum odds to win back-to-back titles. And winning back-to-back titles is tough. That's really hard. It's Dude, really fucking hard. If they win another title and they go back-to-back, you have to put this golden age of, of Astros baseball in the conversation with the late 90s, early 2000s Yankees. A thousand percent. The 98, 99, 2000. Then they lost an 0-1 to the uh, Diamondbacks. The Yankees had, what, five in, whatever, in the Jeter years? Whatever it was, yeah. Like you have to put them in that in that conversation. 98, 99, 2000. 2000, and then they, they lost no one. And I think they were right back. There I think they won 02, and they won 09. No, no, no. They had one early. They had like a 95. Yeah, they, they had Jeter's first year. Jeter's they beat rookie the Braves year. In one 96, of 98, 99, 2000, 2009. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> you got to put them in the conversation with that. Last thing before we get out of here, how do you guys feel about Jeff Bagwell being involved? 
I I I don't mind as long as there is an analytic voice that's just as well. Dominant. You got Fergus. He's not bullying around the the analytic nerds. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like shoves them. As long as that's not happening, then I'm I'm cool with it. Hey, you got Fergus, and then what's the other one? Powers, right? Andrew Powers. Is it Andrew Powers? Can you look that up? Jim Crane talked about it. He promoted somebody else. There's Fergus, and there's. <laughs> God, I gotta get I'm, these right, man. I'm going to uh, exercise my right for the fifth. Really, dude? Just you're not happy with it, Scott Powers. Scott, Scott Powers. Um, why are you I concerned? Would, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned unless they bring in Brad Ospis. That's when my like red flags and fire alarms go off. Uh, if they were to bring in Brad Ospis as like your GM, what I do like is this you have a a locker room that's player led and they're veterans and they know the game inside outs and they know the routines they know when to to um ask for help know when to help their teammates and maximize and they know how to win you have a coaching staff that are all coming back dysfunction yep look at you you fucking dumb big media mlb writers dysfunction fuck you guys literally everyone came back Everyone can Gary Pet they announced yesterday Gary Pettis coming back. So much dysfunction. Yeah. Just so much dysfunction. Yeah. Toxic in there. Oh, oh my gosh. You have a coaching staff that knows when to talk to their guys because they've been around the guys from the jump. You have Omar Lopez who coaches first base, who literally was in minor league coaches for these guys. You have a great pitching, two great pitching coaches. You have two great hitting coaches. And you have a manager that can take the analytics and apply it to with a human element. And you see that when he goes and throws all his all his top arms in the World Series to maximize wins. When you see the analytics be the car driving it all, you see Wheeler being pulled when no one scored. Yep. You see Blake Snell being pulled when no one scored. You see Zach Greinke being pulled when no one scored. That's when analytics is driving the actual car. The human element is when you use that to maximize it and you have a guy like that and Dusty Baker that's driving it. My problem is if you have a front office where the analytics aren't coming in anymore, that faucet starts trickling very slow. That's when I have a problem. I do 100% agree with Jeff Bagwell when he's like, look, these guys are human. We've said it a million times on this podcast. Yeah. A paralysis by analysis is something that I had when I played. Like I did not want to have all these numbers because it would yeah, get in my I, head. I hated the numbers, yeah. You need some. It's a great off thing. It's a great thing to look at, a parameter. But it's not end-all, be-all. There's still a human element to this. There's still humans throwing the ball. There's still humans hitting the ball. And so I think as long as that faucet is still running and you have a guy like Josh not bullying on the back end, and we'll never know, obviously we're not in there, it just feels like there's a lot of positions of power shifting in the background and a Game of Game of Thrones type way where people are just kind of like, positioning themselves that kind of turns me off but at the end of the day this team like i'd be worried if this team was like the 2015 team with all the young guys yeah not in 2022 2023 I'm, yeah i'm not concerned uh, i'm not i'm not concerned i think that you have the two assistant gms um i'm sure reggie jackson is in on conversations jeff bagwell i like how he brings the player perspective i would be concerned if the analytics do go away but i don't think it will yeah i mean it's and I understand why people get upset. Like, yeah, I, dude, GM by committee this whole season, 
whatever you do at the trade deadline, and then go get uh, Stearns. I I wish <laughs> yeah, or Sig David Stearns. Yeah, Sig uh, Mejdal. There you go, dude. Whatever the name is. We we'll get you that Astro Ball book, so you can, yeah, you can yeah. load up. Where's on that? that? We got one here. It's at the house. Hey, is that your first tattoo? Yeah, show the tattoo off. I'm not take a us, take I'm us. Not a camera oh, he's on. Oh. Wait, what? What? I ran out of space in my camera. Unbelievable. You can't take us out? No, I cannot. Great. Wow. Well, I guess you're not going to take us out then. I'm not. Hmm. Weird. Weird how the camera just turned off right before he was supposed to take us out. Why is that? What's happening? All right. What's happening at HQ? Yeah, let's, let's, we're going to we're gonna get out of here on that note. Josh, take us out. Brian, take us out. <laughs> Come on, man. The people want you to do it, the not me. Remember, like, subscribe, hit that like button. It's free. Just smash yep. that like button, comment. Hey, there's still some uh, gold-lettered shirts. H-Town versus everyone. Can, actually, Josh, can we grab one and show it Head off? over to ApolloHOU.store. We're probably going to re-up. ApolloHOU.store. Dude, look at that championship gold. Mm. It's a good-looking shirt. It's a good-looking shirt. Buy it. Buy I'll talk it. to y'all in a couple of days. Peace. Buy it. Buy the shirt. Buy See you later. Shirt. Love you guys. Buy the shirt.